Hello, my name is Nick Spacek, and you're listening to From and Inspired By, a podcast about soundtracks and the people who make them. On this episode, we talk about the 1995 teen comedy Clueless with Mighty Mighty Boston's frontman, Dickie Barrett. Director Amy Heckerling's movie Clueless is remembered primarily for featuring numerous teen stars of the 90s in their first big roles. Among them were Alicia Silverstone, Brittany Murphy, and Paul Rudd, as well as supporting roles from the likes of Donald Fasson, Brecken Meyer, and Jeremy Sisto. The plot of the film is ever so loosely based on Jane Austen's Emma, or so I'm told, I've never read it. My big takeaway from the film was the appearance of the ska core band The Mighty Mighty Bostones during a club scene. It was a couple of years before the band's big hit album Let's Face It, and for a 15-year-old music nerd like me, this was some jaw-dropping stuff. There's also music from Radiohead, The Beastie Boys, and the amazing song Supermodel by Jill Sobiel, making the soundtrack a pretty accurate representation of mid-90s alternative. The Bostones celebrated the 20th anniversary of Let's Face It with a bunch of dates this year, and when I spoke with the band's frontman, Dickie Barrett, about their Lawrence show this past summer, I took the opportunity to ask him about the Boston's appearance in Clueless. Here's the whole story, start to finish. Records and we're making our records. 
and we're making records that we're trying to send a clear message that we're going to do whatever the fuck we want. If you listen to those records, that's pretty much what they are. You know, don't know how to party and question the answers was like, you know, it's, they didn't even try to tell us what to do. Because we were, you know, if they said go left, you know, to our, our sometimes to our detriment, we would go right. So all of a sudden we found out that our manager at the time was hadn't paid taxes, our taxes. And we were, we were going to be audited and this was crazy, you know, we'd been making money and we didn't know it, you know, owed the IRS a lot of money. And it coincided with Amy Henkerlin asking if we wanted to play uh, in, in her new movie and she was offering us a lot of money. We actually, I think it was a Jeopardy question. We made more money than Alicia Silverstone. I mean, probably not when all is said and done, but our original, you know, what we were getting paid to do was more than that. And she was a young star and whatever, so we, you know, we said, okay, we had to do it, but it was begrudgingly. It was like, oh my God, what are we doing? And the only thing that kind of saved it was, was Fast Times at Ridgemont High. It was cool, and we like all agreed on that movie, and then, you know, it was like, well, what's this about? And it's like, well, it's about a rich, you know, Beverly Hills, Hollywood girl in high school. And then I was, you know, more distraught. And like, what? You know, this is the furthest thing from what we were trying to do or who we were trying to entertain. And you'll be playing a fire fire. It's like, oh my God, please no. And they ended up changing it to just a party, just a club or a party or something, because they were like, no, please. And they uh, and we got there, and it was directly across the street from the O.J. Simpson trial in a warehouse in that part of L.A. So that madness was going on, including and then across the street where you know if you saw the way everybody was dressed, those kids were dressing. You know, we wore the sky plaid shit and the old suits and everything. We looked very different than you know. The, People were entertaining, and you know they're like, "What stylist is going to?" We're like, "We're not going to see a stylist. We don't want to wear those colors." Uh, so we were we were probably less agreeable to them, and they were like, "All right, fine with just about anything." And we were just so worried about our integrity and keeping our, you know, our self respect and our dignity, and we didn't know. And it was, you know, I, I don't know. I probably should have read the script, but. I didn't want to because I knew I had to do it to get out of this tax problem. So, you know, that, like I said, the craziness of the OJ trial, we all kind of wanted, wanted to go up and see what was going on there, and that was absolute madness, like you see in all the movies of it now, and people screaming, and it's right in the thick of it. And then across the street were the extras, the teenage extras getting dressed up in their, you know, coolest clothes. And we just started playing, and I did, um, Stage dive, mostly just because I was angry and aggressive. And like I said, I think I stage dive on these kids dancing. And Amy loved it. And she was on like sort of, she was with the boom camera and she was sitting in sort of a crane kind of thing, like a cherry picker sort of camera boom crane seat. And she said, that was great. Could you do it? I had to do like 30 more stage dives. <laughs> and the one they used was the last sort of me going, you know, fuck this. I have to jump on these kids' heads one more. Now they're like prepared and catching me and shit. So it, was, it wasn't as fun as kind of just the, the aerial assault. And that went on. And on top of that, we started drinking. We got vodka and we were drinking backstage. And we were fine. And, you know, we played it out. And, and, 
happy and we were like, you know, thank you very much and the pictures. And I remember going out to Alicia Silverstone. Um, my friend wanted a picture, the guy that worked with us. And you could see him taking apart the trombone when they're discussing uh, the shit. His name's Hagen, he's a lifelong friend of mine. He's in, in the shot in the back. He wanted a picture with Lisa Silverstone. She's in all the Aerosmith videos, and that was important to us. So, so I was like, Lisa, Alicia, could you please take a picture with my friend Higgins? And she's kind of ignoring me. And then finally she goes, turns to somebody and goes, could you please tell this drunk guy that my name is Alicia? And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, Alicia, could you please take a picture with my friend Higgins? <laughs> and she... <laughs> And she laughed and took the picture. And uh, the movie came out, and, you know, like a nervous, nervous, nervous. And then we saw it, and we were like, hey, that was pretty good. It didn't suck. People loved it. And once again, we made uh, it through unscathed. And people were saying, that was so cool that you were in Clueless. And to this day, it's still uh, it's still a movie that people watch. You go, oh, wow, that's great. And are happy that we're in it. And I think... Uh, Amy Heckling treated the band in the movie with a lot of respect and it doesn't look stupid or, or any stupider than anything else that goes on. And it was, uh, and we were happy with it in hindsight. You know, it was unnecessary worrying on, certainly on my part. And, uh, we paid our taxes and moved on from there. And here we are. So many years later, uh, still allowed to hang out together and be friends and be in a band and tour around and we're going to play a brewery in Lawrence, Kansas. Dickie, thank you so much for talking with me. That was awesome. You're welcome, pal. Thanks to Dickie Barrett for speaking with me. You can find links to purchase Clueless, its soundtrack, and more releases from the Mighty Mighty Bostones in the show notes for this episode, which are at FromAndInspiredBy.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at FromInspiredPod, and you can subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts as well. The Mighty Mighty Bostones are on Facebook at The Mighty Mighty Bostones, on Twitter at MMBostones, and their website can be found at BostonesMusic.com. Please hit up the website and click on the Give Us Money button to help pay for web hosting and long-distance fees, and remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next week talking about the music video for U2's Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me from the movie Batman Forever. Until then, thanks for listening. Yuck! Uh, the maudlin music of the university station? Wow, wow, wow. What is it about college and crybaby music? Hey, who's watching the Galleria? So, the flannel shirt deal, is that a nod to the crispy Seattle weather, or are you just trying to stay warm in front of the refrigerator?